you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. The NFL debuts in Germany live on NFL Network. Tom Brady and the Bucks battle Geno Smith and the Seahawks. And Good Morning Football will be in Munich all next week. Right across from the Glockenspiel, which sits right there between Gino and Tom. Come the weekend, they'll wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday Morning Football live from Munich Sunday, November 13th at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. And you can see it streaming on NFL+. Plus. Welcome inside this edition, though, of Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. That's Jason McCourty. We are live in New York City. That's Peter Schrager. It's Wednesday, November 2nd. That's Kyle Brandt on his way to Latvia tonight, uh, on his way to Munich. He's got a ton of stuff going on, which is really cool for you. Oh, thank and you. I'm Jamie um, historic day of trades yesterday. More teams, though, made themselves better, I would say, than teams that just kind of sat on their hands. Would you agree? Mm. Some glaring teams that didn't make any moves. Maybe they know better than we do. Mm. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. But we get to talk about it for the Let's go. Hours. All right. So the most trades on a deadline. Ten in the last 30 years. A record. One of those trade-sending Steelers wide receiver Chase Clay pulled to the Bears. Aaron Rodgers, you would think, uh, was hoping for a different destination for Chase Claypool. But alas, he goes elsewhere in the NFC North. Here is Rodgers yesterday on his friend Pat McAfee's show. Four Eastern, I think, is the cutoff, maybe. Uh, so we're coming up on it. Hopefully, I was kind of hoping there might be, uh, you know, some news during this show that we could break uh, in live time. That would be pretty cool. Uh, I have had conversations with Brian, you know, the, the past few weeks. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but uh, but I know that we've, uh, you know, I'm not surprised to hear that maybe we were in on the on the clay pool, and then we'll see what happens. Once again, a quote from Aaron Rodgers that's just dripping with a lot of different meetings. Ian Rappaport joining us now. Ian, what can you tell us about yesterday's trade madness? And were the Packers close at all, like Rodgers mentioned, to getting Claypool or anyone that he could throw a ball to? They were definitely in on Chase Claypool. My understanding is that, of course, we know he went for a second-round pick. He went for Chicago's second-round pick, which 
theoretically, who knows, but theoretically should be earlier in the draft than the Green Bay Packers' second-round pick. The Packers were, I'm told, willing to part with that second-round pick for Claypool, but what can you really do? The Pittsburgh Steelers chose the other one, so they were in on that. I know there were several receivers they took a look at, and there were several receivers available, including Brandon Cooks, but just contractually, that one was brutal. $18 million fully guaranteed the next year. No team obviously wanted to take that on, so it's not just the Packers, it's really no team. So the Packers end up doing a lot of work, making a ton of calls, trying to get uh, a playmaker and end up holding with what they have. It is what it is. We will see how the team responds. Someone who did not hold where they are inside the division, the Minnesota Vikings lost Irv Smith to injury reserve out about two months with an ankle injury. I would say probably about six to eight weeks there on his high ankle sprain. So all they do is trade with the Detroit Lions for TJ Hawkinson, their star tight end. Hawkinson has wanted a new deal, has wanted to cash in long-term, but not able to do it with the Detroit Lions. Now lands in Minnesota, which have been searching for some playmakers. Perhaps he now is a huge part of their future going forward. Absolutely, Ian. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you in a little bit regarding trade news on the back end of the deadline. But the NFC North, really interesting teams making moves and some staying still. Uh, there's movement, though, for the Vikings, for the Packers, for the Bears, and the Lions. They all got involved in a kind of a weird, twisty way. Uh, how do we feel about the state of the division? Yeah, I mean, I want to focus on Chicago and Ryan Poles because he was wheeling and dealing. We know uh, just from what Roger said and what Ian just talked about, they got Chase Claypool, and I think they were big winners in that department because, yes, some people were like, well, that was a second-round draft pick. And you look at DeAndre Hopkins, who went for a second, and like, hey, we could have gotten Chase for less. But when you hear Ian, what he said, when you hear Aaron Rodgers, say, hey, we were in on the Claypool. They're in the same division. The fact that the Bears were able to land Claypool and he didn't go to the Green Bay Packers is a huge win for them because when you look at 2023, there aren't a ton of receivers when free agency hits that teams are going to target and want to get in there. Nelson Aguilar is on that list, but we saw a lot of these guys, whether it was Terry McLaurin, whether it was DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, guys that were going to be free agents re-sign with their team. So getting a weapon like Claypool for Justin Fields, who already has Darnell Mooney on the other side, it helps them because they're at the bottom when it comes to a lot of stats receiving-wise. And then you also look at Justin Fields, how much he's grown over the last few weeks and what he's been able to do with that offense, not only running, but being able to do better passing the ball as well is going to go a long way. And Ryan Poles, a guy who's gotten there, and he's looking for the future. Yep. The only receivers on the roster for next year are Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, and Velas Jones. Those are the only guys that they have on on the roster, and there's not a lot in free agency. Mm -hmm. So landing a guy like Claypool mm -hmm. will go a long way in helping mm -hmm. Justin Fields in his Bears offense. I'm going to see you with the first-year GM as well and go to Minnesota and Quasi Adolfo Mensa because this is a beyond being born and bred in Minnesota and being a Vikings fan. Like This is just a taste of what it feels like to live and grow up as a Vikings fan. And This is uncharted territory for the Vikings. The Vikings, first of all, are off to a start that they haven't seen in quite some time. Mm -hmm. This is the first intradivisional trade for the Lions in 1998, I think the year was, making a move like this to empower yourself on a team that's already good is not what Vikings fans are used to. This is uncharted territory. Credit to the first-year guys that are in Minnesota and making a quiet name for themselves. First-year GM, first-year head coach in Quezia Mensa and Kevin O'Connell. We don't talk about them yet, but it feels like they're making moves at this point. There's three teams across the league that have first-year guys in charge. These are headline-worthy teams this season. Look at what the Giants are doing so far. 
Look at how much we've been talking about Ryan Poles and some of the bigger wins that the Bears have been able to pull off this season. This might not be a win now season for the Bears, but Ryan Poles is getting the job done. The Giants look really good. And the Vikings, they could have sat on their hands and said, look, we've won this much so far, which honestly in a tainted way feels like a very Minnesota Vikings thing to do. Sure. But this is a new regime. This is what Quezzi Adolfo was brought in for. This is why Kevin O'Connell is there. Makes me a little nervous with my Vikings hat on, sure. but like this, because it's not what I'm used to seeing, I, I guess, know. from the Vikings. It's a, it's a brand new it's a brand new day for the Vikings. Yeah. I saw Joe Shane up there. Peter, if I wanted some next level insight into Joe Shane and what makes him tick, where would I get that? I do a podcast, The Season with Peter Schrager. The guest this week is Giants GM Joe Shane. That's awesome. Yeah. Talks a bunch about it. And guess, he's recording this yesterday during the trade deadline, but you better believe he was checking his phone and he was active. They didn't make a move, but to have fresh blood, especially in Minnesota, where we love Zim and we love what Rick Spielman did, but this is like a ray of sunshine in a lot of ways mm. for Vikings fans because it's, hey, there's an aggressive nature and they're willing to trade within the division. Remember, they also made a trade on the, in the draft, the Jamison Williams trade, mm -hmm. also with the Lions mm. in the division. You don't usually see that. Mm. And that's all lovely. Bears and Vikings. <laughs> let's get, get to it. This. Get to it. What are the Packers doing? So... I almost feel like this one might have been a, 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 maybe you do give more than a second round for Chase Claypool. It has nothing to do with Chase Claypool. It's about the symbolism of, yes, we're trying to do something mm -hmm. to help you, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what Sammy Watkins is going to provide this year. I don't know if Randall Cobb is coming back with his. I don't know if the, the young man Watson, the second round pick, is going to do it. I don't know if Dobbs is suddenly going to I look at this, Chase Claypool would have been the number one wide receiver in, in Green Bay. Sure. I guess Alan Lazard might return, and we'll see what happens with, with his ability. But like, mm -hmm. Go and make the trade. Do something. Show at least that, hey, we're doing it. I know it sounds like we don't want to get fleeced by, by the Bears and get beaten into division. And I understand why the Bears might not want to trade in division yeah. and see, you know, or the Steelers, I'm sorry, makes no reference to the, to the in division stuff. But you lost to the Bears on this one. To yep. me, they got a receiver that you mm -hmm. wanted, you didn't get. And Brandon Cooks makes $18 million. I don't know. I might have done that too. Figure like, it out. The symbolism, the symbolism is huge in this one. So now what do we do? Oh, we lost four in a row. Rogers is talking on McAfee that he's talking with the G. And, there's a, and we didn't do anything. Back to good old Packers fashion football where it just brings Lombardi after Lombardi the last few years. This is what we do. We stay with it. I don't know. I think it would have made a message to not only Rodgers, who are constantly worried about what he's thinking, mm. but also the fan base that, like, yes, we're awake, and yes, we know that maybe we didn't get the best compensation, but we're trying yeah. our damnedest to do something to save this yeah. season. Mm. They didn't do anything, and maybe we'll be the ones who have egg on our face when they go and they hoist a Lombardi with Christian Watson and Romeo maybe Dobbs so. being the stars of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I would bet against that right now. I would think that maybe a a veteran receiver might have helped. It's a strange time when the Packers are actually losing to the Bears. You know, like that doesn't happen, and they lost to the Bears yesterday. I I'm very, very amused by Rodgers and the Packers right now. What's the name of that little uh, Adams family girl? Is that Wednesday? Wednesday. Or is it uh, her brother Pugsley? <laughs> I feel like Rodgers is like the child inside the mansion looking at the other kids playing outside. <laughs> oh my gosh, the Bears got a wide receiver, and the Vikings got a really good tight end, and North Normally, he's that kid up in the upstairs in the bedroom looking at like the other kids being like, haha, you losers, we're seven and one at the deadline, and I got everything I need, and you're just scrambling to catch up with me. And I'm also amused by the steadily decreasing subtlety on his weekly <laughs> oh media appearances. So I, there's the translation. I was hoping we would be breaking some news here on the show. Yeah. I'm refreshing my bleeping phone, waiting for the team to make a move. Let's go, let's go. 
I've had some talks with Brian. I went into Brian's office and I said, get me a player. And if you don't get me a player, let's sit down and watch some film, Brian, because I dare you to find one of two things. A, a wide receiver running the right route, and B, God forbid him actually getting open on the route because nobody's open and the guys who are open are not in the right place. So get me somebody. That's what he's saying. I've had some talks with Brian. And it, normally, look, they don't have to do squat. And they can say, we're the Packers and we're 7-1 and one, and we blow yep. the doors off the division. Yep. The three and five, they've lost four in a row. The offense is 26th in the league. Mm. They got nothing. They're going nowhere, and they did bupkis. And if I'm a fan, I'm like, that's it? That's acceptable? That's acceptable? We're going to ride this thing out, and we're going to be a 6-11 and 11 team this year? I, I, I'm pissed. And if Wait till Rodgers next week. Wait till Rodgers two months from now. I can't wait. Saints moved up in the draft and got Chris Olave. The Eagles traded for A.J. Brown. You go through this, the Jamison Williams. The Lions went up and traded and got him. Packers had two first-round picks, didn't do a thing, and then they waited till the second round, and they haven't done a thing in free agency or the trade yeah, deadline. Especially I, maybe they know better than I do. Rodgers keeps talking about retirement. You, you want to go get this guy somebody to win now, and they haven't done it. Well, haven't when you say it, it that way, it's kind of like a do they? Like, that's what, that's where my brain goes. It's like, yeah. do, did they? Did they want to get the a grass greener on right. the other side? Wait, exactly. wait till you see how things are going if, when he just leaves after this yeah, year. Right. Exactly. Financially, football-wise, yep. just watch. Ooh, spicy. Schrager's Fabulous Five. Each week, we go through the top five rookie performances. This is a wild list. We've got different positions than you're used to, different players, different names. It certainly isn't just a list of first-round picks. And we start off number five, Monday Night Football a cornerback for the Cleveland Browns named Martin Emerson. Totally. Martin Emerson, a third round pick for the Browns, was everywhere on Monday in what was a dominant performance from Cleveland. He had nine passes defended. Wow. He's in on every play. Yeah. No one caught any balls on him. He's all over the field. He's wearing that 23. How interesting. Why is that significant on Monday night? Growing up in Florida, um, I was a Florida Gators fan, so i seen a lot of his college tape, and yeah, he's a big influence, you know, on me playing cornerback. Joe Hayden, he's a great player, so, yeah, a lot of people didn't really know that, but, yeah, I look up to Joe Hayden, so. Joe Hayden had his name and reference in the stadium. It was Joe Hayden Day as he retired as a member of the Cleveland Browns. This young man, Martin Emerson, who grew up a Florida fan and grew up a Joe Hayden fan, is wearing his uniform for the same team and has nine tackles, two passes defended, and they absolutely blow out the Bengals. Martin Emerson, we see you at number five. Okay. Number four, we're staying in the AFC North, and we go back to last Thursday, six days ago, because Raven Center Tyler Linderbaum makes the list for the okay. first time. What's he got? He was just manhandling dudes, and I'm talking oh, Linderbaum, <laughs> who was a wrestler. Okay? Oh. A wrestler. Low man wins. I don't know. Low man, high man, whatever that is. He took him on a ride. Um, he used to wrestle against Tristan Wirfs in high school. All right, <laughs> imagine that one. They were against each other in this game, and Linderbaum was that. Uh, oh my God! Ravens only ran the ball seven times in the first <laughs> half. Second half, they decide let's do what we do. Look at these numbers. Second half on Thursday night, Jason McCourty, you were in the radio booth. You might have been wondering. Whoa, is Tampa going to stop them? 26 rushing attempts, 204 mm. rushing yards, rushing touchdown. Most of any team in a single half this season, the Ravens, led by their big center, Mr. Linderbaum. That was amazing. I'm stunned Impressive. by that. Impressive. Oh. It's, it's, it's about him, but it's also kind of about the Buccaneers this year. Like, I mean, come on. That, that was amazing. Hey, Devin White, that shouldn't happen. Number three. Oh, Number three, let's go to another offensive lineman. 
You know, we love Sean O'Hara on this show, but sometimes I got to give the offensive lines. Hey, let's go, Peter. Peter's right. Pancake Power Hour. Seahawks offensive tackle, <laughs> Abe Lucas. I don't mean to embarrass anyone of the Giants' defense, but Abe Lucas was unbeatable on Sunday. This guy was on 40 different pass attempts. This Seahawks offense did not give up a single sack to Geno Smith. We've been talking a lot about Charles Cross, who's the left tackle. Abe Lucas, the right tackle, has played every game and has been outstanding. I'll say it again, and I say it every single week on this show. Seahawks rookie class is among the best this league has ever seen. Mm. All right? I'm talking about that Saints 05 class with Colston and Reggie oh, Bush Lord. and those guys. I'm talking about the Seahawks class with Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner and Robert Turbin, that crew. This one here, when you're talking about two starting offensive tackles, and Abraham Lucas is one of them, then you also have two starting defensive backs, a starting linebacker, and Boye Mafe. And then you get this guy, 72nd overall. You get all these different tackles. He had to listen while they were all called before him. He's played every single game, and he has been rock solid at right tackle. And yet, he's not the best rookie from the Seahawks this week. No, no, because Kenneth Walker's coming in. Here we go, back. Back. Let's go to Kenneth Walker the third, who was doing his thing yet again every single week since he became the number one guy, since Penny went out with the injury, has made my list of the top five. I love watching him run. Kyle, I'm a little upset he hasn't won an angry run yet. I know, you're not alone. He will. Maybe, maybe Germany. He maybe, listen, maybe. remember we used to talk about Javante Williams? It's just yes. a matter of time. Uh, and when he wins it, we're going to know. There's going to be no doubt. It's oh. coming. We are so excited as a show. We're going to be doing Good Morning Football next week, all week in Munich, Germany. And, at, and, and you know, in August when they told us, we're like, Tom Brady's coming. Yeah. I'm so excited to see this team. Like the Seahawks, all their rookies, the youth. Geno is an MVP candidate. Okay. And Kenneth Walker might be your offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> so fun to watch. And yet he's not number one on the list. Because number one on the list is a guy from Coastal Carolina. Ooh. But first, let's hear Geno Smith talk about Kenneth Walker. We were talking right before that drive about the best running backs close out games. You know, the, you, the defense knows we're running the ball. Everyone in the stadium knows we're running the ball. You're probably going to have to make somebody miss, which he made two or three guys miss on that one. And uh, he's showing you, you know, why he was drafted so high. Is there a cooler team than the Seahawks? No. I mean, you look at Lockett, he's the man. You look at DK, he's the man. You've got Geno, this amazing story. Then you've got all these rookies at Seahawks. We're going to be in Germany. They're going to be in Germany. I might come back being a Seahawks fan. I just, I'm loving this team. So Kenneth Walker III is going to be running up against Devin White in Germany? Oh, yeah. Is it true that Devin White's getting to Germany? Evan Linderbaum is just going to push him all, all the, all the way there. That's it. We're just doing Hi, all. number one on the list. This is the Fab Five. Coastal Carolina Chantelier. Isaiah Likely, the rookie from the Baltimore Ravens, had a huge coming out party in this blowout versus the Buccaneers. I say blowout, I know it was a five-point game, but this one never felt like it was in doubt because the Ravens just piled it on and Likely was awesome. Making moves, this is a guy they drafted in the fourth wow. round. Summer, all you heard about at a Ravens camp was how much they liked this tight end, Likely. You know, it looks like he's almost a wide receiver out there. Took a few weeks for him to get going. Kyle, you mentioned Coastal Carolina. This recently started having a football program. It's not like they're like this long historic tradition. He's one of several very famous Coastal Carolina. Oh, you got DDP on there? <laughs> We're going Josh Norman. We're going Mike Tolbert. We're Mike going Tolbert. Dustin Johnson, the golfer. How about DDP? Diamond, Dallas, Paige. That's great. Tyler Thigpen, and now Isaiah Likely. 
Kyle, real quick, your favorite DDP uh, memory? Well, the, the diamond cutter, obviously. He became uh, a yoga expert in retirement and saved a lot of people's lives, including Jake the Snake Roberts, who's dealing with addiction. DDP's a legend. DDP we love, and obviously Josh Norman's been a longtime friend of the show. Isaiah Likely, we see you. An <laughs> unlikely number one, oh, and very yet good. here we are. Here's really the five. Cool, this list, go back to September. If you ever thought this would be the list of the top five rookies, I would give you a million dollars. But yeah, that's why the NFL is so great. Cool. And each one of these guys has a story. This team, we'll see you in Germany. I can't wait. Cannot awesome. wait. I love that Martin Emerson, Joe Hayden story, Peter. That's fantastic. That's cool. Shout out to Rich Goldberg, the researcher and producer on our show, who has been working so hard on these all season. Yep. Yeah. He's the one who knows Martin Emerson's story, not me. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. That's Rich why we're on the rookie. show. you got, got to give him a shout out. Absolutely. <laughs> well done, Peter. You're a fabulous person. That's true, Peter. The show and a Super Bowl champion, Chris Long, is going to join us. Um, Kyle is bolting from the studio to do a, a, an outfit change. Change into Chris's dad. Oh, great! <laughs> Can't wait. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football! If I've got a smile a mile wide, it's because one of our favorite guys is joining the show right now. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. He's a Walter Payton Man of the Year. And he's really awesome at sports media. He's got a podcast, and he's fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the show former NFL defensive end, Chris. What up, Chris? Good morning, Chris. What's up, y'all? <laughs> as you know, by now, our guy Kyle Brandt chose as his Halloween costume to dress as your father this year. Yeah. He got lots of love for the accuracy online, but most importantly, we're waiting for this. 
He actually got the seal of approval from you, the son of Howie Long, when you tweeted, neck roll and everything, well done. Chris, your reaction? It's a 10 out of 10. It's scary, man. It look, It's like a deep fake or something. I, honestly, both there's two people deep on that fake. set with twins. There's J-Mac and there's Kyle Brandt. Like, that, I got grounded the minute I looked at that picture. The first thing I saw when I woke up, I slept in the other day, woke up, and I was like, Dad, what the hell's going on? Thank you. And it meant a lot to hear from you, Chris. I also hey, uh, heard from Kyle. And then I'm out and about my dad. I still got the jersey on. And and, here, and was, uh, I heard from I heard from the old man. Howie yeah. texted me, your father, mm-hmm. and said that he loved it. And then it's been on the long family text chain and on and on. And I said, I got to tell you, Howie, I love watching everything. But, like, I'm never changing my hair again ever. It is great. It is aerodynamic. <laughs> I'm turning heads. Women are looking at me differently. Men are yeah. looking at me differently. It feels great being Howie. It's really cool. <laughs> People are saluting you and stuff at the airport. I, I um, my dad, he's trained that hair for years. I, I don't know it like he puts nothing in it, and of course his skin regimen's amazing. Whatever the hell he's doing, so it's probably a great compliment to you, Kyle Brandt, that uh, you can look like my dad because the guy's 63. He looks 28. I'm proud of my dad. Great football player, but also you know great post-football career. Without a doubt. And I think the main thing you said is we're all just trying to stick the landing and we think we're doing it, but we have no idea. We got to (laughs) talk a little football. The Eagles are rolling right now. You were a part of a Super Bowl winning team. And I want to ask you to compare the teams and all of that, but I don't really care about the football side of it. That team you guys were on, you and Fletcher Cox stood next to each other. We know where that went. Mm -hmm. You and Bo Allen had the mask on. You guys had fun. There was a bond because it's more than just talent to win a Super Bowl team. When you look at this team, the Philadelphia Eagles right now, do you see some similarities? Yeah, no question. And I would say, like, you know, playing with your brother in New England, we had a lot of fun. Like, we we, we messed around, we joked around, and when it was time to, to, you know, to get on the field, it was business. And the same thing with the Eagles. We were a loose bunch, and that was important because if you as a veteran can keep the locker room loose, it distracts people from all the, you know, the tense stuff that goes on in a building. It's going to be tense on Monday either way after a loss. But if you can set a tone of, like, hey, we're going to work hard, we're going to be loose, we're going to have fun, uh, and you're a good football team, and, and the talent is evenly distributed. A ride like that can be great. Now, the, the difference between these two teams, I think this t- this roster is better probably. The defensive line is, is deep. If you're asking for a similarity, I feel like it's on the defensive line. Uh, some of the pieces they've added have already paid off. We'll see what happens with Jordan Davis and his injury. He's got a, an ankle. Um, but they've invested in the second level at linebacker, which is something that Howie Roseman and them ne- never really did. So you've got you know linebackers. You, you have two great corners, man. I'd have loved you know, to play uh, with two corners like that, the clock, it just changes the clock. You know, Slay has been as, as good as anybody. It was nice to see him get rescued from Detroit so people can actually watch him play. And you're showing highlights of Dallas Goddard, AJ, AJ Brown, you know, the whole gang. And running back by committee a little bit, but I really like Miles Sanders. They didn't make a move at the, at the deadline. I know Cleveland wanted a little bit too much for Hunt and that sort of thing, but this is a really complete team. And Jalen Hurts is a great leader. So that's another similarity is like, hey, you know, when Carson got injured, Nick Foles came in. He has deficiencies as a player, but he, he he overcame that with the leadership. And now Jalen Hurts, who's got leadership and he's got talent, and he's taken that big next step from really what was a rookie year to his his third year. 
Well, Chris, I think being able to keep it loose on a team means you really, really love each other. And I think the, that Eagles team that you won the Super Bowl with was like that, and it seems like this year's team is like that too amongst all the talent that they have. Listening to you talk, honestly, in the family you grew up in, you may have retired in 2019, but you can just tell the NFL, you live it, you breathe it, you're uh, tweeting out about games every weekend. Let's just look ahead to week nine, and if there is a matchup that your eye just kind of keep, keeps flickering back to. Yeah, you know what? Week nine, and this is, a, I mean, like the NFL, NFL's got one game two weeks in a row with two winning teams playing each other. So like it's uh, the elephant in the room is football is good no matter who's playing it, right? Like, and there's a lot of, Tom Brady said it, there's a lot of middling bad teams this year, which has elevated some teams in the win column. And so we're going to find out in November and December how good some of these fringy teams really are. I'm really excited to see um, people with their backs against the wall. Desperation breeds some good football. And you've got Tom Brady back against the wall. You've got Aaron Rodgers back against the wall. You can't lose to Detroit. You know, you can't lose to Detroit. Um, you know, Vegas is probably, uh, this is their last shot to stay alive. And Cincy coming off the Monday night game where they not only got beat up, but they lost some players and they couldn't afford to. I mean, like, I, I don't know that Cincy's going to be able to round the corner here with some of the injuries that they have. And then I'm really excited to see Seattle and Miami play on a weekly basis. Those offenses are, 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 are really firing. So they're fun. You know, they throw the ball around the yard. You've got a good back in Seattle who's a lot of fun to watch. And also in Seattle, that defense played it's probably uh most complete game of the year i felt like last week and a huge win for them so i like seeing these upstart teams that are trying to prove that there's something and i like seeing the teams with their backs against the wall because you really get to learn a lot about these teams you know christopher we 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 have you on the show we do good morning football we're very casual but like i watch you guys and what you're doing with the green light stuff and i i'm like they're having fun and he's doing it on his own terms Take a moment. Tell us about what your podcast is, what your sports media empire is, and how you're doing it in your hometown, in your backyard, and yeah. kind of chose to go a different path than putting on a suit and tie and talking ball like your dad. Yeah, I struggle to get dressed in the morning. So, you know, a suit and tie was not going to be an option for me. I also don't like airplanes. So like dad flying to LA every weekend, that's like, that wasn't going to happen for me. I'm 10 minutes from my house. We built this studio out. And although I wouldn't say empire, like, um, you know, small town uh, full of very talented people, Kyle Long hired him out of, uh, out of, out of the league. And, you know, it's fun helping, you know, me and, and uh, J-Mac were talking about this with transition. Like I'm watching my little brother retire and that that's not always easy. So it's fun to be able to say, hey, Kyle, come sit down next to me. Let's do some content. You know, you talked about Nate Collins, who is a former teammate of mine. He's in the gang too. And, um, you know, we've got Macon, my you know high school buddy. We've got Nicole Hour back on Mondays doing some college football. Like there's a whole bunch of regulars on this show and we do about five shows a week during the season. So we're really grinding it out and we enjoy it. We try to have fun. Like we try to make our show like, hey, if you were sitting on the couch with your buddies, that's what this feels like now with Kyle Long like I got to look at our budget because he's kind of like the thick Tony Romo this guy is going to demand oh, some money oh, on man. the open market and I don't know that the we have enough Tony money Romo. to pay this guy so I got I don't know what we're going to do about that but other than that I feel like we're really growing and uh and I'm enjoying the ride and you know we've got this American Prodigies thing coming out you know this week and you can catch that as well we did a bunch of great interviews with like Eric Dickerson Aaron Donald Julian Edelman Ryan Fitzpatrick and we basically curated the best stories that come out of this thing which is my favorite part about doing this is the stories and football players got them for days. So, you know, look for that and green light wherever you get your podcasts. If you would help us with the story of what's going on with Tom Brady. You mentioned that the Bucks have to yeah. win this weekend. They're playing a Rams team that has to win too. But from the larger point of view, Brady unretires. It's, it's a strange decision in retrospect. And now, unfortunately, he's got these terrible things going on in his personal life where he's dealing with that too. You know him. You've been with him. What is your take on the state of Tom Brady right now? Well, you know, 
every football player, you only see the tip of the iceberg, what, what they're dealing with. There's a lot that we compartmentalize in our personal lives to go out and play on Sundays. And I'm sure that's going on with Tom right now. But, you know, I can't speculate too much on what, what's going on in his personal life. What I can tell you is in his professional life, that team's not very good right now. I mean, like, and I had picked the Saints. And, you know, I would be embarrassed if not for the fact that everybody's got like three wins. I picked the Saints to win that division. Yeah. And partially because I thought that there'd be a little bit of a power vacuum with, with the Bucks not playing as well this year. Like the interior there, their offensive line was decimated right out of the gate. And, you know, you bring in a lot of, you know, older veterans and, and that looks good on paper, but you got one guy coming off an ACL. You got a sure thing in Mike Evans. Yeah. Julio Jones, who's been hurt a lot. Kyle Rudolph was there. Gage is there. But like you lose Gronk, you're not as good in the red zone. You know, I don't know who you're going to in the must have it situations. The run game's kind of drying up. And then there's been these spotty performances by the defense. So, you know, I've been asked a lot, like, who do you think has a better chance to round the corner, Green Bay or, or Tampa? And that's, a you know, it's tough to choose from those two teams the way they're playing right now. But I, I really think it's Green Bay, you know, as hopeless as that looks. And if they lose this weekend, I don't think that I'll retract that take. But uh, yeah, I think Tampa, they just don't have the bones of a team that can compete for this thing this year. And I know everybody's like, don't count Tom Brady out. I'm counting the Bucks out, not Tom Brady out. Tom Brady's still playing solid football. It's just not, it's not working around him. But I know it must be tough and we all compartmentalize. I know J-Mac probably could attest to this. Like sometimes you show up on Sunday and there's a lot going on in that locker room, but guys do a really good job of uh, leaving it at the door and going out and playing. Awesome job. Chris, thank Plus. you so much. We appreciate you. And congrats on all your amazing Hell success. Yes, you know, Keep I'm going, to you and Shrigs, uh, dad. I love seeing it, dude. J-Mac, Jamie, appreciate you y'all. <laughs> Finish your milk, son. Finish your milk and take out the recycling. <laughs> Later, dude. Bye, son. That's fantastic. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. We have a special guest that we're welcoming to the Breakfast Club, Breakfast Table. This guy's on his bye week, a New York Giant, a key part of their defense. He's been balling, making hits, fourth fastest player in franchise history to reach 100 tackles with at least one sack and one interception. Okay. We're excited to be spending time with Tay Crowder. Welcome to the Good, good. Look good. Thank you, thank love you. Love it, love it. Yeah, he has the Marvel Giants t-shirt yeah. doing his thing. Yeah, got a look, look good. You look good. And you guys are rolling right now. Obviously, you're coming off a loss to Seattle, but there's been a ton of energy around the organization. Take us into the locker room. What has this season been like? You guys have Brian Dable there. How has it been different as a player? Uh, it's just the energy. It's uh, just like a family thing. Yeah. Just coming to work, you know, wanting to be there. Mm. And, uh, you know, the coaches are full of energy. Just walk in the meeting room and we always got music playing and stuff like that. So when you come in and uh, just get, get welcomed like that, you want to be there every what, day. What genre of music you guys have playing? Is it all over the place? Yeah, it's, all, it's all over the place. The coaches, they love Biggie, though. Biggie Smalls. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's right. true. So we, it's, saw, we saw Dave's dancing to Juicy, and it's like, yeah. that. okay, we're there. We're on this <laughs> team. Um, he's not the only coach, though. You guys have a defensive coordinator who's bringing out the best of a lot of you guys. Wink comes in, and it is go, go, go. Talk about that defense as a whole and then the architect of it, Wink Martindale. Wink is savage. He just uh, he got a great scheme. Whatever he, he wants to throw it out there, we just try to, you know, take it, practice it, and um, it works. You know, a lot of we, we bring a lot of pressure and a lot of people come free, so it's a pretty cool thing. What kind of music wink into? Biggie. Yeah. Biggie. Yeah. As a group. Yeah, as a group, they yeah, it's like a like they buying into the New York, you know. Wow. Uh, listen. You guys as a group sort of introduced yourself week one. You played the Titans, and no one expected much of you going into this year. And, oh, my God, the Giants won. And specifically, there was a moment where the baddest man on the planet, Derrick Henry, had the ball, and somebody ran into him. We're talking about Tay Crowder. We're talking about you versus Derrick Henry. Boom! <laughs> Tay, walk us through this play, dude. This is nuts. Man, I, you know, I was just trying to make a play for the team, and uh, I just ended up in the right spot. <laughs> but are you saying, like, okay, I, in that moment, I know this is Derrick Henry, this is a rushing champ, it's a 2,000-yard rusher, it's like Mr. Angry Runs. Do you have that realization, and I'm about to lay the wood on him? Yeah, I mean, just shouts out to Derrick Henry, a great player. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, playing somebody like that, he keeps you on your toes, uh-huh. and you want to go out and uh, make a great play against a great athlete like him, so... Uh, it was just... That's not Darren Sproles. That's Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> there have been hits yeah. like that on Derrick Henry that don't move. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. D-line, It's really cool. And yeah. this is kind of... There's been these moments when we knew you guys were different this year. I felt like one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I wanted to be that player to come out and, you know, try to set the tone for yeah. the season. Cool. Uh, you did. Thankfully, you know, I had a great play there. And worked out. Tay, um, I want you to take us home to Georgia a little bit here. You're going back this weekend mm-hmm. for a game. Just quickly, your time at Georgia, playing for a powerhouse like that, and what do you like most about watching, going back and watching a team like that, and going back to Athens for the weekend? Man, it's just go back and see all the people, see everybody, uh, mm-hmm. you know, see the coaches, see, uh, and the, I want to see the defense rock out too, mm-hmm. so I'm just excited to be back home, uh, bye week, rest up, reset, see everybody. 
And you're a Georgia native, born and bred. Um, you've posted on social media about your upbringing, and it was challenging, and you were without. Now you've made it your mission to give back to your community. Why is that so important to you to make sure you return a favor that you had a hard time with growing up? Yeah, I just want to be that definition for the kids to uh, just show them I, you, it's possible. You know, just go out and uh, whatever you believe in, just uh, try to reach your highest goal. And, just giving back just makes me feel good, and uh, hopefully it just shows who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And uh, just just try to be, uh, like I said, the perfect definition for the kids. It's amazing. It's an incredible thing that you do, and that guy who's being the perfect example for kids and the guy who's laying the wood on Derrick Henry was the final pick of the 2020 NFL Draft. You know, it's called Mr. Irrelevance. And, you know, we've met some of those Mr. Irrelevance, and sometimes I think they kind of roll their eyes a little bit about that title. You don't. You're proud of it. Why? Man, just another chip on your shoulder. And uh, it's just some, just motivational. You know, you want to go out and uh, you get that name, and, you know, it's, you, you got a lot to prove now. Mm -hmm. And just to, uh, it's the NFL, so, you know, every day you want to prove yourself. And mm -hmm. um, that just reminds me. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's awesome. To you. Absolutely. Yeah, Go that late in the draft, like you said, you got to prove it. Not only the first year, but year after year until you get that big deal, man. Keep doing your thing. Keep balling. Keep making hits like that. Oh, yeah. Derek Henry will be watching. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Crowder, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Have a great weekend in Athens, yeah. all right? Enjoy yeah. the Absolutely. Go dogs. Go dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>